Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo in studio with producer Chad Ellis and joining us once again by phone from somewhere in America where he fights crime. And fights for your freedoms and keeps you safe. My partner, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. How are you, Aaron? I'm good. How are you? It's great to talk with you. Great to uh, have you. And uh, hopefully we get you back in the studio soon. Um, Love talking to you on the phone, but uh, I missed your face. (laughs) <laughs> I know. It's a, I got a face for radio. I can say that. <laughs> uh, a lot to talk about today, and I know you are very busy. Uh, we are actually going to, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to lose Aaron, and then we are going to talk to Gabe Pfeiffer, a.k.a. St. John the Philosopher, and get his thoughts on a few of the things happening in this uh this world and uh, the presidential election, particularly surrounding Second Amendment rights and gun laws that a lot of these Democratic politicians are talking about enacting if they were to win the White House. So that will always be an interesting conversation with Gabe. That'd be in a little bit. Uh, but first, have a lot to talk with Aaron about. Um, before we do that, though, what is happening at Southern Armory? Well, you know, we're still going to do the, the buy one, get one half off CCW classes. We've had a lot of listeners come in and say, hey, what, what was that thing going on with the classes? Hmm. So it, you can get it for a CCW class. You can get it for our defensive pistol class. Our defensive pistol class is geared to be the next class after you get your CCW. We teach you about more malfunctions, drawing from a holster, drawing from a concealment, moving, engaging different targets at uh, various distances. And then we use our firearms training simulator. Uh, which we've talked about that pretty extensively on the show. It's just it's great training um, between the live fire stuff, and then it's great training when we get in using the firearms training simulator. Uh, we're, hunting season is here, right? September is literally right around the corner, and at that point, you know, if you have not already started looking into that rifle that you want or that optic you need, and getting it mounted, and then getting it, you know, professionally bore sighted or having us bore sight and then zero for you, uh, you need to get in. We've already seen the, the influx already start, so now is, is the time uh, to, to get in because the, the closer you get to, you know, your October and then you're, you know, eventually into October and into November, you know, we're going to be precedent. And at a certain point, we've got we've to kind of cut it off, even though I, I pull the longer hours and not a lot of stuff at night and then go during the day to the range and get stuff, you know, really, really dialed in. There's only so many hours in a day, and there's only only one of me. So, uh, you know, get in. We, we brought in another uh, apprentice gunsmith, and he's uh, learning and, and helping us do things, which is great. So it's kind of taking the stress off. Uh, but still, you know, earlier, earlier the better. 
Um, so right. if you're thinking about a new gun for hunting season, a lot of people don't realize this, but we are a Henry Gold dealer, and I love Henry rifles. Um, they are they're they're made in America, and not only are they just made in America, they are made with hardwood from Missouri, and that is a little tie back to you know our home state, our local community, uh, where they come in and they harvest these trees and make just great looking wood, uh, true wood stocks. You know some of the stuff out there's you know like particles that are kind of put together and they put like a veneer over it. This is like truly a hardwood stock and they're just absolutely phenomenal and they're they're a little piece of Missouri you can take with you when you hunt and it doesn't matter if you're looking for a 30-30 or you want to get into a 45-70 or kind of anything in between uh Henry makes it from the the 22 caliber target pistol to uh, you, you name it even even a 410 shotgun so come in check it out we've got uh catalogs uh we've been giving a ton of them out we had to call Henry and get more uh but come in ask for catalog we will get them uh get it to you and then you can let us know what you want now the the great thing about being a gold dealer is we have a direct pipeline to henry so if you come in now we say it's not available but the production date's going to be in october the moment that gun comes off the line uh within about 24 hours henry is shipping it directly to us so there's no we got to wait for it to get to the wholesaler we don't know when we don't know how long it's going to take for the wholesaler to ship it to us it is literally we call henry and uh, the cool thing about calling Henry is sometimes the president of the company is answering the phone and, wow. uh, and, and placing, you know, you place the order with them and they, they ship it out. It's phenomenal. That's uh, awesome. the, the, the Henry guns are, are absolute tanks. We had a customer who hand loads and that's, we've talked about reloading and stuff on here before and how you've got to be careful and make sure you're putting the right uh, amount of powder in and everything else. Well, he loaded some 38 specials for his wife and he loaded them very light because she's got arthritis and he somehow got that mixed in with his uh ammunition he loaded for his henry rifle and he's sitting there shooting it and they're not coming out of the end of the barrel because they're loaded so light and he ended up uh basically squib loading this gun like six or seven times and the barrel never never failed uh you had little little bulges in it but it never like came apart hurt body. And it's just truly a testament to how strong these uh, barrels are. No kidding. Amazing receivers. The gun was salvageable. You know, a few hundred wow. dollars later, he had a brand new barrel wow. on a on a $700, gun. So, honestly, check out Henry. Uh, you won't be disappointed. They are amazing. They even do tribute editions. So if you've got a, an Eagle Scout or somebody's going to be getting their Eagle Scout, you can order the Eagle Scout edition in. We can get it engraved for you with the day they got their eagle. Let's say you had that first responder in your family, you know, military, police, law enforcement, uh, fire, EMS. You can do the tribute rifles for them, too. I have a, a firefighter one, and then my wife's got an EMS one, and they're just amazingly put together. And We actually have those rifles on display at Southern Armory, so you can come in and see the craftsmanship of the firearm. Nice. The rifle is just absolutely uh, pristine i it never they never cease to amaze me they do the golden boys where you can get the high polished brass receivers or you can get something a little bit more traditional where it's blued with with you know married to to wood so you got blue steel and wood and it's just something about holding the henry rifle uh their parts are interchangeable so if you like the big loop you can get the big loop if you like the small loop you can get a small loop 
and, you know, just easy stuff. And we have access to the accessories uh, as well. They've got a really cool Henry survival rifle uh, that kind of fits into a backpack. So if you're a backpacker, overlander, hunter, uh, et cetera, kind of a neat gun uh, to check out as well. Springfield is uh, doing their instant gear up program. So this is different from the, the gear up programs that, uh, we've known Springfield to do in the past. So before you would buy the firearm, send off for your gear up program, which was a holster and a magazine pouch and some magazines. Now it's instant. It's included with the firearm uh, on select models, and uh, it's an instant deal. And then you pay the same price as you would for that gun, you know, two, three months ago as you are today, and now you're getting all the extra accessories. And those were really sought after. Uh, in order to streamline their, their process, Springfield uh, used to offer a gear package and, and no gear package. And now they just offer no gear package at all. It comes with just a gun and a couple mags. And now uh, they're offering basically the gear package, again, at no additional cost. So that's a great, uh, A, instant savings. You don't have to wait for the rebate. There's no forms to fill out, wondering if it's out there. You don't have to go online. It's just instant. The, the, the drawback, and there's always a drawback, right, is uh, certain models were selling out very quickly. We only have so many of these. So if you, if you want them, get in. Again, earlier the better. Uh, once they are gone from what we have on hand and they're gone from the wholesalers, then we're going to have to start kind of shopping around, making phone calls to see who has that maybe that particular model you want. But for right now, uh, now is the time to act, right? So the early bird... Uh, is going to get the worm on uh, on on this deal, which is just absolutely awesome. I did a gear up package myself uh, several years ago. I got a XD nine millimeter, and I got it in the flat dark earth, great pistol. And uh, I had to wait for that gear package. Uh, now this would be a great selling point for me if I was trying to get into a new pistol for either a home defense gun or a competition gun, etc. So check out. Springfield Armory, stop into the shop, and we'd love to chat with you more about all that great stuff uh, going on there. Mm -hmm. You can find us at uh, located one mile east of 270 and 44 and 9901 Watson Road and at southernarmory.com. Southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. There it is. Nice. And I'll remind, remind people, don't forget about the socials. Uh, so... If you, you're on Facebook, find us at Southern Armory. Find us at Second Amendment Radio. That's right. Last week on Thursday, we went up to uh, the Quad Cities, which is uh, Moline and Davenport, and then uh, Rock Island. And we went to the Rock Island Arsenal. And that is uh, free to get into. You just got to drive up there. You got a Missouri uh, residence. You need two IDs uh, with your address and name on it. One has to be a photo because we don't have the real ID uh, you know, in full swing yet in Missouri, and they'll give you a pass to get on, and you can go see um, uh, Rock Island Arsenal. And they have uh, – go check out the videos. I don't want to spoil everything for you, but, I mean, I thought I had a lot of guns in my personal collection. Huh. These guys got these guys got everything. Um, uh, some of the coolest things I, I've seen um, I saw up there, and it was so much to take in. I've got to go back now. Nice. Like, I just, I'm just amazed, and they yeah. had – artillery and tanks and 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 they had even more uh, i ended up in a uh when i was driving in i was I, i'm a big uh history guy and uh i was driving in and i said 
wow, that's a you know that's one of the national cemeteries. And I go to Jefferson Barracks quite regularly. I've got family buried there. We go up and place flags and Christmas uh, decorations and and uh, go up to remember and celebrate their life and their service. And uh, I'm coming through, and I said, that's a Confederate um, headstone. And um, I found out later at the Arsenal Museum that they were a uh, Civil War uh, uh, essentially detention center, right? J- uh, jail where they kept prisoners. And they had Civil War era soldiers um, from the South buried there. So I, I went over to the Confederate graveyard because um, it was right on the path for me to get in and out and uh, went over and, and saw it. And it was just, I didn't realize that, it, you know, Quad Cities, that's, that's, that's like, that is Iowa, Illinois, right? That is on the border. It is, it is right there. And I was amazed. I didn't realize that uh, the North had moved uh, Civil War soldiers uh, that far uh, north. And I didn't realize that it had been a base since the early 1800s. And the first railway bridge to ever span the Mississippi was at, in the Quad City uh, area. So lots of just interesting um, history up there. And you, it, it's impossible to take it uh, all in in one day. After I got back and started reading, you know what else I found out? What's that? The second biggest residence the United States government owns is at the base. And that is, we're talking second biggest, the first being the White House. Yeah. And uh, I was there. I I actually took a few pictures of it, and they had some howitzers out. And I said, man, this is really cool. Uh, And then I I found out, of course, after the fact, you know, what it was and everything else. I was just like, wow, this is this is amazing. So go up there, check it out. You can see the live video uh, that we did on Southern Armory's Facebook page. Uh, Definitely. We've shared it over on uh, Second Amendment Radio. So great opportunity for you to get a little history lesson if you can't get up there and uh, get a little teaser because, you know, these were like just quick 10, 5, 10-minute videos. I did a few of them, and uh, I'll post some pictures uh, for the fans to go see this weekend and everything else. Awesome. Great stuff. Always make sure you check out Facebook uh, for Southern Armory and for Second Amendment Radio. Aaron, before we lose you, we only have like uh, two minutes left here. Um, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this real quick and then and then continue the conversation with Gabe here in a few minutes. Yeah, I've, we, got, I've, got, uh, I've got more time. So Okay. Well, great. Great. Um, um, I'll tell you what, then. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break right now, and then we'll come okay. back, and we'll do a few more minutes with Aaron before we lose him. Um, what I want to ask you about, Aaron, is the Democratic presidential candidates and even the president uh, and some Republicans keep talking about universal background checks and how that's this big thing that they are pushing for. And so my question for you is, what is the difference between the background checks that happen now when you go and buy a gun at Southern Armory in the state of Missouri, um, and what would change if these universal background checks were to go into effect? So yeah. uh, that's that's what I want to talk about. We will do that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo in studio with our producer, Chad Ellis. My partner, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, is on the phone. want to remind folks, Aaron mentioned it in the last segment, don't forget to follow us on social media, on Facebook. You can follow Southern Armory and Second Amendment Radio. Uh, get great uh, updates. 
updates and videos there throughout the week. You can also get a bunch of your questions answered that way. You can follow me on Twitter, at TonyColombo971, and uh, I take a lot of the questions that you guys ask on Twitter and read them on the air and have Aaron answer them, so that's another great way to communicate with the show and get your questions answered. And, of course, don't forget about the podcast. You can get the podcast absolutely free. Best way to do it is the Radio.com app, which you can get on your phone and on your tablet. Radio.com app, again, is free, and once you have it, you favorite the radio station, and you can listen to the station 24-7 from no matter where you are on this planet, and you can access all of the podcasts from the radio station, including, of course, this one, Second Amendment Radio. So uh, if you miss anything or you need to hear it again, it's a great way to follow up and get great information from Aaron and uh, all the guests here on Second Amendment Radio that bring you Great content every single week. So uh, and it's, a, it's a great way to share it with your friends. Yes, also, that's uh, a great point. Radio, and I, I, that's one of the most frequently shared links uh, that I, I give out is to the radio station for the podcast. Yeah. So, so, so we have uh, we have about seven or eight minutes left here with Aaron. We got a, a few extra minutes um, coming up. The next seven, we're going to talk to Gabe Pfeiffer, St. John the Philosopher, St. John the Philosopher YouTube channel. Uh, been on this show and a bunch of other shows on the radio station. You're probably familiar with him. Uh, Want to get his thoughts on the Democratic uh, presidential candidates and and what they have in store if they were to take over the White House, what would happen to your Second Amendment rights. Um, But while we still have Aaron, as I mentioned, the big buzzword of the week when it came to gun news, uh, the, the White House said it, the president said, talked about universal background checks. The president said he was a fan of universal background checks. It's something that Democrats have said many times. And I have often wondered, as I'm sure many of you have, don't we already have background checks? Do you already get you already get a background check? If I go to Southern Armory and buy a gun from Aaron, I already go through a background check. What is the difference? What are the what are the Democrats talking about when they are calling for universal background checks? What's the difference between what we already do? All right. So, uh, what will happen? Uh, you you got to understand, I guess, how how things work uh, in government. And so, universal background checks—they're they're just trying to uh, say that everybody gets a background check, right? And I'm sure you're going to hear the gun show loophole and this, that, and the other thing. Which every, is not a real thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Not every a real thing. every every dealer uh, has to do a background check, whether they're doing the transaction in their store, or they're doing it at a, a gun and knife show. It, it, you have to have a background check done. So you walk up to a dealer and you say, hey, well, we need a background check done. And then and the dealer then facilitates the, yes. uh, the, the background check. So right? another, that's another great point, because that's the two loopholes. The gun show loophole, which you just explained, doesn't exist, because if, even if a dealer is selling at a gun show, they still have to run, by law, they still have to run a background check. And... They always say, well, private sales. If I, Like you mentioned, if I want to sell my gun to Chad, I, I can't just hand him the gun and he hands me $100 and we walk away. That is, that's not the legal way to handle it. We need to go to a dealer and basically you would become then kind of like the transaction broker, for lack of a better term, right? Yeah, um, yeah you got it. Yeah, so, so, so uh, with that's the, how you that, – so they're, they're, these, yeah. these loopholes that the Democrats say are there are not if, if, you, if you obey the laws. The laws on the books – are are there? That's what needs to be enforced. So anyway, the difference between yeah. you, uh, our background checks and the universal background checks. 
Right. Well, let me let me say one more thing. Sure. Uh, if, in Illinois, uh, one thing that Illinois actually, in my opinion, does right, if they catch you doing a person-to-person transaction in the building or uh, on the parking lot, uh, they will issue you a, a summons uh, and, and make you come to court yeah. and they find you, et cetera. Good. So Illinois, Illinois actually does this. Uh, Missouri, uh, the ATF, I have seen them at shows. And uh, they will inform people, hey, you have to do this. But then they're not there on Sundays. They work Saturday and then they're gone on, on Sunday. So, uh, again, it's on the books. Let's enforce the law. And, uh, you know, then the, the problem is gone, right? Um, the other the other background check that is done, I, I just want to point this one out, and we'll talk about the universal background checks because you need to understand what exists now, yeah. uh, is the suppressor, Sherpa rifles, and machine guns. There is a background check for those. You have to do fingerprints. They get sent off to the FBI. The FBI reviews them and then sends them uh, back. And uh, if you get approved, then you get a uh, essentially a letter. It's a tax stamp, but it's a registration, Okay. And now that that item is registered to you, just like we register a car, it has the serial number on it and what it is, right? It could be a, a suppressor for 45 caliber from this manufacturer, this model. It's listed on there. And then it has uh, your name or your LLC or your trust. And we've covered um, how to buy a suppressor in the past. But it is that is a registered item. So if that item goes missing or shows up at a crime scene, uh, they can immediately figure out who it belongs to because it's in it's in a national database. Now, when we get into universal background checks, that is essentially what they want to extend to regular firearms purchases. Okay, so it's already a system we have for NFA items. Okay, those are those are the National Firearms Act, Title Three firearms that are highly regulated. And so they want to extend that to the, the common Glock 19, Glock 43, AR-15, 1911, your Smith & Wesson revolver, where now you will have you will get a background check done on this gun, and it will essentially title that gun uh, to you. And if you're going to sell it, uh, you're, you'd have to go to a dealer and have it retitled into uh, your name. Kind of like and a car. Yeah, just like a car. So now we have essentially a backdoor registration, right? ATF has no idea what firearms I own outside of my suppressors and my Sherpa rifle and my machine guns that I possess. They have no idea that Aaron's got a Glock 19. Mm -hmm. They have no idea that I've got, you know, a 1911 and a Smith & Wesson revolver. They just don't know, okay? Um, So now if they, they, we register these items, now they know and now they can, you know, this is the fear if anybody can come and take them, right? And if we pass universal background checks where every firearm has to be registered, it is going to be a, a data nightmare because now all the firearms in uh, possession have to now be registered. It has to be confirmed and everything else. And I don't think they really have a way to, to truly do that unless people inundate dealers, and then dealers are going to want to charge because we're using our time and our sure. resources uh, to do this. So and how it, long it, would it take? I mean, it, if it's oh. similar to the the process of buying a yeah. suppressor, which takes months and months before you... Yeah. I mean, you're lucky, uh, right? You're lucky if you can get a suppressor in six months, right? I mean, it's more. Yeah. It's usually more like eight or nine months. So yeah. is that what... Uh, so that would, to, Was that what uh, just buying years. a regular gun would turn into so, that? If we if we look at uh, the original uh, ban of NFA items in the 80s, 
Uh, they passed the legislation, and then I'd have to get the exact number, but it was they passed it in '84, and then uh, post '86. Uh, so you had like a year and a half to two year time frame uh, ish. Like I said, I'd have to get exact dates uh, to register a firearm. Now, uh, remember, when we were talking about the, the original 80s ban, right, well, not ban, but registration of NFA items, uh, we were talking about machine guns, shortbow rifles, and suppressors. We are talking about three very specific items that were not super commonplace because most people didn't find a need for a suppressor. Now, the facts are in. They reduce uh, noise pollution. They reduce hearing loss. And uh, they, are, they are a health item. Uh, then, you know, Sherpa rifles, not many people had those, and machine guns, not many people had those either. So really, when we look at those three items, it took years to register them, and then the people that missed the cutoff date were SOL, and now they had an illegal gun. So now, or illegal, illegal item, right, whether it was a suppressor, a Sherpa rifle, or a machine gun. So now we created a, a, an instant felon that could face 10 to 20 years in jail and hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, of fines. Uh, just instantly by stroke of a pen. Uh, and you had items that did not get registered, and then that people said, oh, I missed the registration date. I didn't know, even even though the education campaign was there, people still didn't find out. And now they had an illegal item, so what did they have to do with this item that they legally bought, legally possessed, that became illegal? They turned it in to be destroyed. Or they could turn it in and allow it to be part of a museum. And uh, it's sad. You know, it's yeah. literally it's private property. And that's how I think a lot of the gun owners see it, is it's private property that we bought and legally possessed, and now uh, it's become illegal because we missed, we missed an arbitrary registration date. Wow. And yeah. uh, so it's, it's dangerous because we, uh, we allowed them to do this. And not only allowed to do them, allowed them to do this, we've allowed them to do this with a constitutional right so what them to say, hey, uh, Aaron, uh, you didn't go to journalism school, so therefore you can no longer uh, be on, uh, be a host of Second Amendment Radio. Right. Okay? And Tony. They used to uh, have that. Got, there used to be right. broadcaster licenses, believe it or not. Right. And, and, it, and, it, and it, I'm sure it violated the First Amendment, freedom to the press. <laughs> right. right. So uh, this is, this parallels it. They're they're just they're I just see it as, as trampling. So hopefully I answered answered your no, question. No, that's great. No, it's great stuff. No, it, it's great stuff. It's always great stuff. Great information. Uh, that is what makes Second Amendment Radio so good, and why you don't want to miss uh, any show. And if you do miss us on the Saturday afternoon, like we mentioned earlier, download the podcast on the Radio.com app or the 97.1 website. It's absolutely free. That way. You are armed with this information, and uh, when you see these politicians talking about these things on the air, then you know exactly how to either combat what they're saying or uh, understand what they're saying, because a lot of times I think that they try to sneak things by us that uh, that they know that we don't understand. Uh, we're not done with Second Amendment Radio. We've got one more segment to go. Unfortunately, uh, we're going to let Aaron go, but uh, I think Aaron will be back in studio next week, right? Is that the plan? Yep. Great. Ho- hopefully we can we can get schedules to align and yes. stars and everything else. And, there you go. Uh, get, 
get back in there, okay? Yep, absolutely. Great talking right. with you, Aaron. That's Aaron Tarlow, my co-host, the owner of Southern Armory. Make sure that you go out to Southern Armory, take care of all of your firearms and accessories and gear. All your needs are taken care of there at Southern Armory. We're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to talk to Gabe Pfeiffer, the host of the St. John the Philosopher YouTube show, as we continue Second Amendment Radio right here on FM News Talk 97.1. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. All right, Chad, I I hate to do this every week about the music. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like this. I just want to know what it is. I don't, I'm don't. i not familiar with this. Okay, so this is this is something I just found. The music ca- <laughs> on this show has become, it's Second Amendment Radio that has a, a, a few minutes of music talk every week as well. <laughs> this is actually a pretty cool song. Like, so yeah, what I was thinking I'm, I'm not of, saying I don't like it. I just am not familiar with it I want everything to be consistent this yeah? week. Like, uh-huh. okay, we're, we're staying in, like, rock. Yeah. Or I like it. So I went on a rock playlist, and it it was called The Hot List. So I'm like, All okay, right, The cool. Hot List. All right, I like so it. So I, I looked for something that had more than 20 million views. And this one is High, Sus- uh, high Suspect uh, by My Name is Human. All right. So, it's pretty cool. The name of the band is My Name is Human? Yeah. All right. I think. All right. Or it's High Suspect. That's the name of it. Oh, Highly Suspect is yeah, the name highly of the suspect. Okay, is the name of the band. My Name is Human is the is the song. Yeah. Got it. And they're Got creating it. a robot. I see that. Yeah, I can see the video, video right now. <laughs> they are making a, making okay. a human. Okay, how about guns? All right. <laughs> hey, I was just wondering. It's not bad. I like it. All right. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, so the most of the show so far, we've talked to my partner Aaron Tarlow, who was out and about on location today. Uh, Aaron is no longer with us, uh, but he will be hopefully back in studio with us next week. Great information from Aaron, as always. If you missed any of that, you can always download our podcast on the Radio.com app or the 97.1 website. Those are the two best ways to get it. Download the podcast absolutely free. Uh, that Radio.com app is slick. You you get it on your phone or your tablet or wherever, and it's it's free to download. It's free to favorite the radio station, and then you have access to everything. You can uh, stream the station 24-7 from wherever you're at and access all the podcasts from all the shows here on the station, including, of course, Second Amendment Radio. And it's a great way to go back if you missed anything or you want to hear it again to make sure that you uh, have all that information sunk into your brain. Um, great way to do it. So make sure you go and check that out. Another thing that you need to check out while you are on your computer or your phone or your tablet is the St. John the Philosopher YouTube show, which is hosted by Gabe Pfeiffer, who joins us on the phone now. Gabe, always great to talk with you. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Um, so I, I can't imagine there's any 97.1 listener at this point that is not familiar with Gabe and the St. John the Philosopher YouTube <laughs> show. But just in case there is is still one person out there that isn't, uh, real quick, uh, tell people about your uh, YouTube channel and what you do there. Right. Well, uh, I am a a, uh, a, con- a black conservative Christian rocket scientist, so that I, I think that <laughs> presents me as a, a, a unique voice out there, and and I like to uh, to uh, look at and comment on religion, culture, and politics in in all its myriad forms. So um, I try to keep my videos to about ten minutes, and I and I try to keep them, you know, even though I'm I'm dealing with some heavy topics sometimes, I try to keep them a little fun with uh, a few uh, uh, pop culture drops and 
and and interesting music choices and video clips that I yes. throw in there. So uh, you know, I try to try to make it a, a bit of infotainment for you, yeah. uh, about ten minutes ten minutes long at a time. And uh, and you know, I've I've got videos on there about movies. I've got them about uh, heavy topics like abortion, and then my most recent one, I'm I'm talking about how um, liberal and conservative thinking people, uh, you know, we actually need each other in society. So that's oh. a that's a little a different turn <laughs> than, yeah. than you'll you'll get anywhere else. And you know, I, you know I hope what? you'll I check have, it out. Yeah, I have no argument with that, and I couldn't, I cannot recommend Gabe's channel enough. Saint John the Philosopher on YouTube. It's if you type in Saint John the Philosopher in the YouTube search bar it's the that's only me. one that's going to come up it's right at the very top you can't miss it um i got there first video, yeah. <laughs> like like you said so many topics that you have covered you've done videos on second amendment radio stuff gun rights you know the gun debate the whole thing yep. so yep. you can go and and check that that out as well but you're you're absolutely right about you know we need it's healthy to have these debates i don't want to i i am a big obviously a big Second Amendment rights person, but mm-hmm. but I don't want to live in a world where people don't question why we believe the things that we do, and 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 maybe have a different outlook on them because that keeps us that keeps you thinking about you know the way that you govern yourself and the way that you live your life. You don't want to kind of live in an echo chamber where everybody agrees. So I I, I agree with you. We do need we do need dissenting opinions. Oh, definitely. I mean, you. If without uh, somebody proposing the the uh, the counterpoint, then you you don't have a necessarily a reason to rethink your own position, to to uh, either reinforce or to realign your thinking to reality. So you know the only way we're going to accomplish that is if we actually have a a healthy debate um, back and forth on these big issues. Yeah, the problem is is right now I'm not sure that the debate is healthy. It's not. Do, yeah, so, <laughs> it is clearly not. Yeah. Where do you where do you come down on that? And 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 who's to blame? What? Why are we? Why are we in this situation where it's just it's the political discussion, whether it be about guns or the border or the military or anything, is just so contentious and nasty. You know, I, I'm I'm honestly not sure exactly when it got this way. I I do think, um, just as a, as a sort of starting thesis, that social media had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. That it, it it created the opportunity for um, uh, deeper uh, echo chambers than we've ever had before, as well as platforms for people simply to be uncivil with each other and and using uh, a political disagreement as an excuse to do so. Yeah. I to put it in the simplest terms, my belief is that uh Barack Obama put the ball on the tee and Donald <laughs> Trump and Donald Trump knocked it over the fence. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think like, um, like, yeah, in, like in addition Barack, to the, the I was going to say in addition to the the sort of um uh I guess environmental factors that I m- mentioned there with social media and that and all that there were definitely figureheads I think there were definitely yeah. events um and people and 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 things that that sort of set the the current fire yeah. on you know they, somebody ignites that tire fire and it's yeah. just going to keep burning um, yeah whether and, it was Barack Obama's toxic yeah whether it was Barack Obama's fault or not if he I don't know if he did it on purpose or, or or if he's the one that is to blame but it was during his presidency that I believe 
that this this all started to bubble and we got into this um, uh, position where people were were dividing up and digging in on their sides and sort of ready to really uh, fight about it and then when Trump got elected, it just exploded because he is an explosion. And, <laughs> yeah, a and, walking yeah, explosion. Yeah, and then and so it was. It was sort of. It, it was sort of. Uh, the seeds were were planted with uh, the during the Barack Obama years, and then um, when Donald Trump took over is when the whole thing just went nuts. That's kind of that's kind of my timeline. I I think Obama's. Um, uh, position basically to fundamentally transform America and the people who bought into that was was I think what what you mean by that T and the, the ball that's you know sitting on that T um, and and by setting themselves up you know basically when when the Democrats kind of went this way by setting themselves up as the fundamental transformers of things then um, the rest of us said oh heck no and and we we kind of made a deal with the devil in in, in bringing in uh, Trump because you know we we really well, we needed somebody who's actually going to to hit back and to actually fight uh, the fight that uh, we've seen many a Republican candidate in the past just kind of slough off. Yeah. So you know, so we we ended up with, uh, as as one of my videos puts it, you know, essentially Godzilla. Uh, who's who's tromping around the city, knocking down things? But we need him to fight the other monsters. Right. Right. So. Uh... I want to go kind of ask you something uh, big picture here. So you are a person who is very supportive of the Second Amendment and yes. gun rights. Um, I know that uh, and I, I've not made it out with you bef- yet, but I know that I, you have invited me several times to go shooting <laughs> with you yeah. and your friends. And it's something that I, I, I know you really enjoy and, and I oh, really yeah. enjoy. Mm-hmm. We need to get together and, and make that happen. But so for a person that likes to uh, have his gun rights and likes to go and, and, and shoot at the range um, and enjoy the things that the Second Amendment provides us, what are your biggest fears and what do you think could happen if a Democrat, one of these Democrats, were to win the White House in 2020? Well, the, the biggest thing that I worry about is executive action doing something weird, um, because that that seems to have been become the weapon of choice for presidents. I, I think Obama kind of popularized that move is to basically to circumvent um, Congress and, and it's it's a, a stalemate that usually happens down there by, you know, using his pen and a phone, he said, right, yeah. to to essentially change the rules and then force the Supreme Court one way or the other to to bless it or no. Um, and we and we've gotten some weird decisions on that side of it as well, where, you know, one executive order is being upheld uh, against the decision of a new president to remove it. So, well, now all of a sudden executive orders are, you know, have the force of law even against the new executive. So it's it's really weird, um, and that's really I think the place where a a uh, democratic president could do the most damage. Yeah. Um, I don't think um, there are enough people in in the the anti-gun movement to drive uh, a, a political wave legislatively because they're you know they're they're spread out. The the real anti-gunners are kind of spread out. So you know there there might be a few. Constituencies out there that would go for it and wouldn't punish their legislators, but I can't see there being a gigantic movement that would cause that to happen uh, 
through the laws. But executive action, that's I think that that's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing to be afraid of. What do you so these Democratic presidential candidates and I've been saying for months that I believe the majority of the Democratic Party has moved to the extreme left, that that's where the heart of the party has moved to. That's where the more votes are. And I've used things like just look at the uh, the front runners in the in the elect for the presidential nomination. All the moderates are either dropped have either dropped out or are at the very bottom of the polling and don't have a chance. The more people, the more extreme Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, you know, those are the ones that are getting all the the attention and all the votes. But then this week, something happens here in the state of Missouri where Nicole Galloway, who is our state auditor that has announced that she is running against Governor Mike Parson in 2020, Uh, She's a Democrat. She's the only Democrat in the state that holds a statewide office. And she wants the governor to call a special session because she wants the governor and the state lawmakers to take action on the new task force findings that just came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Missouri uh, did a Missouri State School Safety Task Force investigation of some type and mm-hmm. one of the things that it came back with for the primary thing that it came back with is to keep the schools safe we need to put an armed police officer in every school right. and and the the auditor the democrat that's running for governor in 2020 wants that to happen wants to put that in place immediately and wants the governor to call a special session to get them to get lawmakers back in Jeff City and pass that law and get armed Police officers in every school in the state. She has some very uh, interesting ways that she wants to pay for it. She wants the <laughs> state. She wants the state to pay for the officers instead of the school districts, which is what the task force said. So there's there's some things in there that I disagree with. But when I see right. things like that, here's a Democrat saying, you know, that hey, we did the research and this is what we need: uh, armed officers in every school. Makes me wonder. Maybe not every Democrat in the nation is um, uh, as far left as I as I thought they were. Uh, do the presidential frontrunners in your mind represent the heart and soul of the Democratic Party, or is it not quite as extreme as we've been led to believe? We got about two minutes left, Gabe. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I'm I'm optimistic enough to to think that most uh, people who identify themselves as Democrats aren't as nutty as the people who are on the stage representing them, um, and and I I think they may be in sort of as as tough a spot as some of us um, uh, conservatives found ourselves when uh, Donald Trump became our our you know uh, uh, our nominee, where it's kind of like well I definitely for sure don't don't want that person, so I guess I'm stuck with this one. So you know in many ways I think. You know, Democrats, especially those who are really, really uh, Trump haters, essentially, uh, or or you know, scared of whatever he's going to do, um, they may find themselves just with you know the current crop that we saw in that uh, Democratic debate stage, and and even though they're they're you know pulling out their hair and and holding their uh, face in their hands from some of the, the answers they've been given, they they must be thinking, well, this is all we've got, so I'm going to try to pick the best of these. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? It's very heartening to think that maybe uh, we're not dealing with people that are as extreme as they, as, as the as their leaders appear to uh, make them. At least uh, the leaders of the party, at least. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's good, at least in terms of uh, being able to to walk down the street and, and, you know, say hi to your neighbors and be okay. (laughs) You know, they're they're not looking to come and take your guns right now and (laughs) willing to kill you to do so. But, uh, um, you know, the the problem, of course, is that there are, you know, the people who are going to be holding the levers of power are still in that camp. And I think that's that's where the danger is. Yeah. And, you know, we always hear the stories about false red flag allegations. So there are the crazies out there. But hopefully, you know, it's not it's not the majority that that makes me feel good about things. We are just about out of time. We're talking to uh, Gabe Pfeiffer, host of the St. John, the Philosopher show on YouTube. Check out St. John, the Philosopher on YouTube and Gabe, uh, any social media that people can follow you on as well. Uh, sure, I'm on Twitter at, at John Philosopher, and uh, I just recently got an Instagram account, uh, um, hey. and uh, yeah, I believe it's just St. John the Philosopher. I'm not even sure how Instagram works, but uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you can check me out there. Re- really, for the most part, I'm just taking pictures of uh, of uh, uh, random things I see while I'm out and about in the city, yeah. and and uh, my pets. All right, <laughs> so. great stuff, Gabe Pfeiffer, St. John the Philosopher on YouTube. Go check it out. We appreciate you. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take it easy. You bet. All right. That's going to do it for another edition of Second Amendment Radio. For our producer, Chad Ellis, my partner, Aaron Tarlow, who will be back in studio next week. I'm Tony Colombo. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week for another edition of Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com.